Dear listener, we acknowledge the traditional owners and custodians of the land on which this podcast is being recorded today, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We also pay our respects to their elders, past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hey everyone, so this iconic episode is a really good one. It is the time that I went on a rant about women having hobbies. I mean, you know, it's a standard Chatfield rant, what more could you want? Now, there will be no nightmare fuels the next few weeks because I'm touring. So, like, I'm really sorry, but I'm busy. Like, time poor vibes, always tired. But keep an eye on the feed as I have a little surprise coming for you. So just keep an eye out. Don't get too excited, but also do. All right, love yous. Enjoy. Enjoy, Jesus Christ. Got too excited, everyone. Sorry. Hi everyone, welcome to the week of It's Lot with Abby Chatfield. I've just realised I haven't said thank you to you all for helping me win I'm a Celeb yet because we had the pre-recorded episode, then I've had Peach on, love you Peach, and also I wasn't going to brag when Peach was in the room obviously, but now it's just me and producer release and it's just us two doing our little happy dance, stoked to win I'm a Celeb to get me out of here. Also, we're recording this. Oh my grandma's birthday. Sorry to give you guys a timestamp, but isn't that cute? So thank you to everyone who voted for me. I feel like we won by a landslide. I don't know, guys. I just feel like you were all so dedicated. Two humans got tattoos. I mean, I'm sorry for shaming you all in the episode before <laughs> and being like, guys, seriously, vote for me or like, grandma will haunt you. Lucky for you, grandma's, she's off duty. She's not haunting anymore. No one's teeth will be rotten. She's stoked. So thank you guys so much. Um, So today's episode, I was just talking to Elisa what I wanted to talk about and something literally just happened like two hours ago that I was going to tell her the story off mic, but I thought, why not tell you all as well and explain how irritated I am because I just, it makes me angry. So a friend of mine who I've known since I was about 15, we were like, you know, like I wouldn't say fuck buddies. We were like friends with benefits, but not really. We just would like have sex when we were bored, I guess. Like it wasn't even like a planned thing. It was like, oh, like let's hang out, you know, five times, like two of those times to have sex. And, you know, we never kissed though. Side note. That was actually, it's really weird, isn't it? We never kissed in all the years we knew each other and we slept together. Are you in Pretty Woman? Big mistake. Did you have Madonna Hall complex? Huge. <gasps> oh my God. Wait, okay. So we literally never kissed, never ate me out. There was never... <laughs> But he used to massage me, like, full body massage every time we'd have sex with coconut oil vibes. Anyway, side note, this is, like, a whole different thing. This is what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is he uploaded to his story. <laughs> I actually can't. To, <laughs> to his story. He's deleted it now because I replied having a go at him. Yeah, And I've actually unfollowed him now because of this. We've been friends since I was for 10 years, for a decade. He uploaded to his story, Pitbull. It was a very weird rant, but it was on some podcast and there seemed to be other music people there, which didn't seem like the right spot to talk about coronavirus. And he was basically saying how coronavirus is, it's not as bad as everyone says it is. It was like that rhetoric that was like this time last year where everyone was saying like, well, oh, the, now the flu doesn't exist. Everyone's dying for coronavirus. Yeah, babe, because it kills you. Yeah, babe, if you have the flu and also coronavirus, you're going to die from the Rona. Miss Rona's going to get you. Sorry. Like, I feel like 
I haven't heard this rhetoric for ages. It doesn't exist. Like, I haven't heard this for such a long time. Because I think at the first, everyone was scared and confused and people wanted to believe it wasn't as bad as it was. But all the evidence that we've gathered over the past year, aka in our, unfortunately, the petri dish that is the United States of America, we've seen how bad it is. There are over how many deaths now? 300,000 deaths. Pause. Police in the US or in the world? <laughs> like, <laughs> deaths, COVID, US. 462,000. 27 so million sad. cases. It is horrifying. It is horrifying. So I feel like people, even who may have been a bit iffy about it, start off with it or reasonable, have now been like, you know what, this actually is much worse than we ever imagined. Because at first, remember, they were saying the death rate was the same as the flu. So like, it didn't make sense, but I kind of got it. 2021, we've only, we've almost been doing this for a year. I feel like we all know how deadly this is. Anyway, people are talking about how it isn't as bad. And I watched the whole thing and I had to watch it twice because I was like, I'm not sure I'm understanding what Pitbull is trying to say. I mean, wouldn't be the first time, but Pitbull, his medical degree wasn't shining through here. Dr. Worldwide wasn't flexing. So Dr. Worldwide was basically saying that coronavirus, you know, isn't as bad as he thought. Anyway, I replied to this person's story in capitals (laughs) saying their name, let's call them Tom. Tom, no. Are you saying corona isn't real? Please don't say yes. Because, like, we're mates. Like, we're we're good friends. And I've cut off friends before for being anti-vaxxers. He goes, Abby. (laughs) So condescending. Also, this message doesn't make sense. Uh, I actually feel angry reading it out. Abby, firstly, it's not whether it's real. It is for sure. But how did it come about? The control they have and the human rights that are being ripped from underneath us, the censorship in our media, the list goes on in terms of agendas. Unfortunately, I can't not laugh. Unfortunately, people are dying, but nature didn't create this. And China and communism is well established in the world. I mean, I'll give you that. China is well established. (laughs) They are a superpower. Yep, China. But also, what does China and communism have to do with China and communism? But also, this is the best part. Like, he flips. This isn't a conversation to have over any messenger either. This is an in-person, with data on the table conversation. But it's real. I just go a little deeper and ask how, why. We live in a capitalist world. Find the root cause. First of all, Schmanz is roasting communism and capitalism in one message. (laughs) I mean... I'm not a fan of either, but like you can't say communism and capitalism are the reason. Unless you're a hardcore socialist. Unless you're a hardcore socialist. Which I don't think he is. I don't. He, he's always been a hippie. I mean, coconut oil massages, dare we say more. But I mean, and I love, I love this man. Like we've been friends for the longest time. We actually only recently reconnected because we have periods where we don't talk. He's that friend that you cannot talk to for a year and then see and it's like, it's like I'm 15 again. Makes me feel young again. But I love him. Like, I love him. But he's always been, like, a hippie. And I kind of did have suspicions about him being, like, it. Like during this pandemic. I thought, I wonder what Tom is doing. His name isn't Tom, just for clarification. And this is what he's been doing. He's been watching do- episodes of podcasts with Dr. Worldwide in there and deducing from that that communism and capitalism are the root cause of coronavirus. 
People are dying, but nature didn't create this. China and communism is well established. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Um, I then said, oh my God, no, no. Because <laughs> I'm not even, because at this point, I'm not going to, I'm not going to debate back. I'm not going to have a war with you or an actual debate because you're simply wrong. And it's, it's like talking to QAnon people or like anti-vax. I'm like, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not having this conversation via text with my friend. I'm, I'm, I can't do this. It's like banging your head against a brick wall. I had a friend at the start of, um, coronavirus who's posting all these things about being anti-vaxxer and how, you know, the classic like MLM moment of like, um, and she has a following. She has about like 80,000 followers. This girl, she's been on TV and we were really close and I messaged her in like March last year and I was like, Hey babe. And I gave her resources and I was like, hey, like, I'd love for you to just review this because you have a platform and you're spreading misinformation and I don't think you're understanding what you're posting. I love you, but can you please just like reconsider because it's making me very nervous. And this is when everything was really scary. Obviously, it still is very scary, but it's when it's like brand new and everyone in Australia, we could have gone one or two ways. We could have been England and the US or we could have been New Zealand. And thank God we're like New Zealand. But at the time the curve was so steep and people were posting all these things about being anti-vaxxers where it's like, all we need is a vaccine. We're dying for a vaccine. Why are you posting misinformation, encouraging people to not get a vaccine that doesn't even exist yet, but we do get it. We need to all get it. Breather. Anyway. So then she didn't reply, seen, tick, and I just blocked her. Because I was like, I, I, I'm not doing this. I'm not going to take and forth of like, that's your opinion. Opinions are like... Do you like Barada or not? If you don't like Barada, there's something wrong with you, obviously, but like we can still be friends. We can work through it together unless you're lactose intolerant, which I get it, or vegan. I get it. But opinions aren't things like human rights, scientific facts. I'm not doing it. I'm not bothering. I'm too busy as well to come to come back with quote-unquote data because the issue with these people is like QAnon people. The issue with them is when you come back with information that is true, they say, that's the mainstream media tricking you. So no matter what you say, they always have an out. They always have a reason why you're wrong. So there actually isn't a point in replying to these people. It's like it's like the whole thing you have when you debate religion with someone. I used to do this all the time when I was younger, but I don't really care anymore. Like I'm like, you know, you believe in it, I don't, that's fine. I used to be very like, ah, like I think every atheist, baby atheist is like, nah, I'm 17 and I'm angry that you believe in God. I don't care. If you believe in God, good on you. I'm glad that you have faith in something to live for. I don't. So guess who's winning? You. Um, but like, it's like when you get to a certain point in debates and they go, well, you can't prove that God doesn't exist. Yeah, because I can't prove a negative, but the evidence that I have that I feel is correct is X, Y, Z. Same with the vaccines. Well, you can't prove the mainstream media isn't lying to you. I can prove that the data you're collecting is from random people on YouTube, Reddit and 4chan and you're just believing what you're you're ingesting information the same way that I am, but you're getting it from unreliable sources that are inflammatory, that are people like me just talking into a microphone. I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. Don't believe me. What about vaccines? Go and find some information. Ask Dan Andrews or something. I don't know. I I can't prove to you that the mainstream media isn't lying to you. Because 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 what? Like, I can't prove a negative. I can't. It's impossible. What do you want me to do? There's nothing that I could give you that would prove. I could. You could literally have your mother die of coronavirus or your best friend die of coronavirus and someone else get the vaccine, not die from it, and you would still go, well, that was just chance. 
How can you prove that? Anyway, then he goes, Abby, have a good day. <laughs> oh, and have a nice life. Bye. And then I go, ah, uh, yeah, bye. Because I'm not, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not putting in energy into you when you're not going to fucking listen. You are going to listen to me. And also, it actually isn't my job to bring to you information. Like, don't say, this is what always happens to these people. It's so angry. I've spent this before, actually. Whenever someone says something that's like, actually, that isn't true. Someone replies, they don't have data, but they go, how about you prove to me? Why, why you're right. It's like, you came for me. I have to come to the table with the facts. You come to me. What are you talking about? You're believing Dr. Worldwide, for God's sake. Then I go, ah, oh, yeah, bye. And he goes, this is where the conversation ends. Pick up the phone and call me. I don't have time, Dust. I've got a podcast to record. The people are waiting. <laughs> I'm the queen of the jungle. I have babies to kiss, hospitals to open, you know what I mean? Like, Actually, not babies to kiss because coronavirus is real. I have babies to wave at from 1.5 metres. And I just went, nah, I've, I've had this conversation too many times. It doesn't change a thing. It's sad. And then he said, be happy. I would be happy, mate, if you would just stop spreading misinformation. And then I said, I'm super disappointed. And then he said, cool story. Cool story indeed. So that's my first rant for the day. I'm just, I, I, I really thought we were past this. I thought with Trump getting out of office. Now, I don't know if this person believes in QAnon. I'm not sure. I mean, if they do, Wow. But I don't, think, I don't think they do. I think they're just a hippie. They like, are like, you know. But I was listening to my favourite podcast in the world that you all know. Um, Matt D'Elia is confused. Have you heard this? He's so hot. He's so hot, isn't he, Elise? I, oh, I don't have a word. I even just did like a gross mouth noise into the <laughs> microphone. It was like a, I'm so sorry. Because he's not hot. He's so fucking hot. <laughs> Oh, my God. Thank you so much. Sorry if that in your ears just then. Matalia is so hot. I actually would die for that man. He's so sexy. Anyway, and he's so smart. No, fuck me. Anyway, love you, Matalia. Um <laughs> Side note, I would fucking die for you. I, side note, I might text him now and see <laughs> Come on the podcast. Wait, let me actually, let's just pause. Okay, back to my point. Okay, Sorry, where were we? Me, Matt Delia is so hot. Anyway, Matt Delia is so hot and smart and oh, fuck. Um, so I disagree. Christabel Hill-Smith, I'm looking at you, babe, but I think he's hot. Anyway, he uh, did a podcast recently with a man, not sure his name. Sorry, mate. I only care about Matt Delia because he's hot. Uh, talking about the extreme, like the extreme left, like what you imagine being hippies and like anti-vaxxers and the far right having similar views and how they kind of horseshoe around and how like the anti-vaxxer movement is actually simultaneously kind of like what you imagine to be far left in quotation marks, hippies, naturalists, people who don't believe in Western medicine, blah, blah, blah. And then far right, you would imagine would have the opposite views, but they end up having this like kind of horseshoe moment. And I think that's really interesting. Anyway, I can't explain it properly, but listen to my delay is confused because... It was really good. And if you like this thought, it literally blew my fucking mind. And so does how hot my Delia is. So I found this TikTok the other day. I think someone tagged me in it. I'm not really sure. Um, and it was these two silly men having a podcast because every man needs a podcast. I mean, yes, I have a podcast, but there was, there was demand. There was hunger. But, like, I have podcasts and I acknowledge that, like, maybe my thoughts aren't always the smartest. But these two, they look about, I don't want to, like, 
guess her age. I'd look about, I would say, like 19, 20. 19, 20 years old. Two boys sitting around saying the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Let's hit it. This might be the most sexist thing I'll ever say. Then why are you saying it? Todd? I don't even know, I don't know his real name, but he looks like a Todd or like a... Chad. He doesn't look like a Chad, though. I don't know. Harry. Ha- yeah, like, but like, but like, goes his, as Harrison. His friends call him Has. Has. But no, but he goes as Harrison. Oh, he really 100% goes as Harrison. Fucking idiot. Yeah. So this is the most sexist thing I'm ever going to say. Then why are you saying it into a recording device? You fucking idiot. Because I, I don't... Also his dickhead friend. Whoa, while smiling. Whoa, edgy content. <laughs> Whoa, dude. <laughs> Let's be sexist, dude. <laughs> dude, checks. I want to fuck us. <laughs> fuck off. I don't really agree with it. But at the same time, like, when I start looking around, I'm like, you're right. But do girls have hobbies? <sighs> Let's continue. I'll let, I'll let him finish. Whoa, man. <laughs> Where did that come from? No. They just like literally just hit record. I know. There's a f- select few, but it's rare for a girl to have a hobby. Like a camaraderie hobby. Like us, you know, we go to the skate park. There are the skater girls. The I literally am like going to talk. I'm just letting them finish and I'll talk about it afterwards. Girls can do everything guys can do and so and so forth, but they don't choose the hobby. That's not a that's not a common hobby in their culture or our culture. <laughs> for what would you what where am I what what's wrong? What's wrong? I, like, slightly understand what you're asking. Like, okay, you can say... But, like, yes, girls have hobbies. <laughs> okay, I actually need to calm down. I'm not even putting this on. I'm actually, like, raging on the inside. Okay, so first of all, this other guy, while he's slightly better, he's also part of the problem laughing at his friend. He's like, dude, dude, like, I get what you're saying, but, like, dude, like, girls have hobbies. Like, be like, what are you talking about? Like, first of all, Harrison, not even his real name. First of all, mate... Skating isn't the only hobby. But also, you've literally said in the same sentence, girls don't skate. Well, there are, there are like, skate girls. So what the fuck? You've literally just contradicted yourself in, like, the, a matter of, like, four seconds. Girls don't skate. Well, there are girls at the skate park. Skating isn't the only hobby, mate. Also, I find it interesting that you define what you're doing as a hobby, but you define... The girls who skate as skate girls, they aren't girls who are skating. You are saying that because why women are only one dimensional to you. Because you think if a woman has a hobby, a girl has a hobby, that defines who they are and you can easily put them in a box to either discard or approve of. You are fucking a loser. So first and foremost, mate, you fucked yourself in your example, but also... The reason why you don't think girls have hobbies is because you, I would assume, and a lot of society take the hobbies that girls have as a joke and make fun of them. And this has been evident throughout all of history. I mean, in like the 1800s, like crocheting was a thing and apparently girls got made fun of for that. And now it's like an old lady thing and it's like an art form. Um the Beatles were like a a teenage girl thing when when they were huge. They got shit on like One Direction as well. And now it's like a classic because old men like it. Makeup. Makeup is makeup is a hobby. Makeup is an actual useful hobby that people can have and enjoy. But girls are made fun of for it. Then if you're a girl that has a traditionally quote unquote male hobby like skating dude or like gaming, you are then considered to either be being performative or you 
are like the only girl in there and you're considered cooler because of it. It's it's very it's very weird. Or you're made fun of for like trying to be trying to be something that you're not, even though maybe you dislike skating or you dislike video games or you dislike God, I don't fucking know. What I don't even know Oh my god, that's how I don't even know what hobbies exist. Ah Surfing, I don't know. Like, but also, like, what is a hobby? And also, sorry, quick point: just because you don't know girls who have hobbies doesn't mean girls don't have don't hobbies. have hobbies. It means you don't have any fucking friends, you loser. That's so true. That's so true, Elise. He's a fucking loser. What does constitute a hobby for you, mate? Because I feel like maybe you're just doing like a bit of a weirdly, which seems I. Un- unusual for you to have a male-centric viewpoint, a cis male-centric viewpoint of saying that if I don't count it as a hobby, it's not a hobby. Like, what's a hobby? Is going for a walk a hobby? Like, I like walking and listen to to podcasts. Is that a hobby? I love listening to podcasts. Is, like, yoga a hobby? Is Is makeup a hobby? Is cooking a hobby? I mean, I guess so. But I feel like these are things that you would not consider to be hobbies because you think they are inherently just things girls do. What is and he also his com- camaraderie? Okay, mate. Do you want us to be in the scouts? I'm not really sure what you want us to do. Camaraderie? Maybe. <laughs> I just realised something. The reason men feel that their hobbies are more legitimate is because they bond through those hobbies, through golf, through um, gaming, through skating at the skate park. Hey, women are emotionally available enough to bond just through talking. We just sit around, we go for a walk and we talk. Men don't, unfortunately for men, because maybe it isn't society, it isn't as accepted in society if men just go for a walk together. It's seen as feminine, back to the patriarchy as per usual. Men then have to do external activities in order to bond. We have camaraderie, mate. We just established it over dinner or having a casual wine. Like, my hobby is seeing my friends, dude. My hobby is makeup. Girls are continually made fun of. And then... Women are forced to pit themselves against each other in order to be the one girl that is allowed to do the thing. There's usually only one spot for a girl to do the male thing. For example, there was this girl I used to work with. She used to always play pool. She was like, I'm going to say, she was a massive pick-me. She's a massive pick-me-ass bitch. Like, she was such a pick-me. But she would, like, be, quote-unquote, one of the boys all the time in an effort to seem cooler than us, like I'm not like other girls, separate herself from from the rest of the girls that couldn't play pool. I can't play pool because it's fucking boring. It's fucking boring. But can the men do a do a cut crease? Can they do a nice Can they do a nice contouring? Do they know how to make a dewy skin look? No. Is a skincare routine a hobby, Elise? Yes. I've only just started mine, but I feel like it's a hobby. It's a hobby. It's a hobby, and you put money into it, and you have a so, and you test things out, and you're like. And also, then I feel like if women do hobbies like such like colouring or like drawing, you're kind of made fun of for it because it's like juvenile, quote unquote, it's juvenile. And you also expect it to be perfect at that hobby. Like I've started roller skating. That's a hobby, right? But I'm not very good at it. And people trolled me for it because I like, and like my, my ex-boyfriend, I know he would have said to me, baby, <laughs> so embarrassing. No one is good at anything when they start doing no, it. They don't. And I, I, I can't with this man. Anyway, so back to women being pick me's. This girl would always like kind of make fun of the other girls not being good at pool, which A, makes you not want to play pool anymore. So you just go and have a drink instead of the bar rather than playing pool in the corner. And B, it makes herself feel better and separated from the rest of the girls in the like group that we were in. 
And I feel like this idea that women can't have hobbies is just encouraged by men only accepting one girl. And then girls also been like, I'm the best. I'm the one girl. I'm one of the boys. I'm part of this. It's like how I feel like I've seen TikToks. I don't know if this is true, but I feel like it is like, like gamer girl culture where it's like, if you're the girl and there's all the other guys in like the headsets, I don't really know. Do you understand gaming? Yeah, I love gaming. Okay. So apparently that's like a one girl thing. Yeah. Well, you, you, yeah, you have to like find your own group of girls to play with. Right. Otherwise, I mean, I play with mostly dudes because I live with dudes, but I don't like playing online games because it just is so fucking weird. Why? Because aggressive. Because you feel like you're like singled out? Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, really? it's a chick. I mean, that's kind of, people like to say that's like an old stereotype, but I just don't play those video games because I'm, I don't like, I don't like to be threatened by people that I don't know. <laughs> And that's fair enough, Elise. That's that's <laughs> fair enough. I just want to play Animal Crossing on my Switch at home. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, that's the thing as well, though. I feel like if you... There's also an assumption as a girl that you aren't as good as a boy and you have to prove yourself to be twice as good. I mean, taking this guy's analogy of girls at skate parks, I would assume for him to be to consider a girl a skater that would be better than him. And he would then have to be like in his mind, oh, but they're still a girl, so I'm still cool with them. And he would probably try and mansplain to them like what a wheel is or something or like what a skateboard actually is. Or, like, wow, sick fans. Like I've got the new ones. And like, I understand skating talk because I don't skate. You know why? Not my hobby that I want. He also said that men apparently choose hobbies for themselves and women don't. Men have the – he said that, didn't he? But they don't choose the hobby. That's not a that's not a common hobby in their culture or our culture. And I'm not sure if he was talking about skating. If he's saying that girls don't choose hobbies, as, but if if anything, they're choosing the hobby more because they're having to deal with dickheads like you at the skate park. Can I just say this is a really fucking weird hill for this dude to die on? Really weird. Like of all really of the weird. things, chicks and their hobbies. I don't get it. They, they don't have it. They don't, they don't exist. They don't exist. They don't exist at all. Like, if girls don't choose their hobbies, are they assigned a hobby at birth and we have to do it? Or is it? Or is he saying, oh, is he maybe implying that women only do hobbies to impress men? Ooh. Is that the implication saying that, like, we choose our hobbies for camaraderie and they choose it because why? Because we're doing it. I mean... Anyway, I feel like as well with the thing where like girls don't have hobbies, there's this huge internalized misogyny thing that happens as well when it comes to us. And yes, we can choose our hobbies or whatever hobbies we fall into. I mean, I feel like uh, the biggest thing is makeup. Girls get shamed for being really into makeup. I think not as much anymore. I think it's more seen as like an art. But when I was in high school... um, and not that I was personally ashamed, but it's like an internet culture thing where I think a lot of men tell women they're wearing way too much makeup if they're good at makeup and they make you feel discredited for being really into something that you really enjoy. I mean, at the end of the day, makeup is art. Like everyone on TikTok that is just like, I'm so pretty and it like the anything was how they hear by my kitty cat, kitty cat. You know that like, dun. you know that one? The transformations. I'm like, this is like actual art and YouTube made it mainstream in like 2010 to like 2014 but even then women are absolutely shamed and therefore I think some girls unfortunately feel the pressure and this isn't because they're bad people or because they necessarily like hate themselves but I think because they feel pressured to be like the no makeup girl and being like I don't wear makeup I have to enhance myself I'm comfortable myself it's totally fine but it's probably because of this rhetoric around makeup being quote-unquote 
false advertising. First of all, it's not an ad for you. I'm not trying to seduce you in here. I just like how I look with makeup on. It's as simple as that. But it's also because they're kind of shamed for being into it and having like a fun, creative time. You know what I mean? Also, there's this kind of like huge shaming around lately. I don't know if you've seen this, Elise, but people are doing those like out like Adobe Illustrator like outline drawings. Like um, they'll get a photo and they'll make them into like a cute little art piece. And I saw some posts about it like a couple of weeks ago and it was like, this isn't art. And it's like, yeah, maybe it isn't art the way that you perceive art. Maybe it isn't art the way that you think art should be presented or maybe it isn't, doesn't take as much skill as you would like art to take. But unfortunately for you, it is art. They're using an art, they're using a program to create a drawing for someone. Someone's paying them. They like the product. That's kind of the long and short of it. I could literally draw a circle on a piece of paper, but this is my art. I feel passionate about this. And I think that's because a lot of young women are doing this now. They're able to have access to Illustrator and uh, like Fresco. I don't know what other programs use, but I use Illustrator. Like I drew this podcast art tracing it on uh, Illustrator. And like, I think it's pretty good. I think it's cute. I like it. That's art. It was relaxing for me uh, and I enjoyed it. But I think that now that's the new thing of like, this isn't real art. This isn't legitimate. And I think it might have something to do with the fact that mainly women are doing it. Like, I think that it's because young girls are able to make an income off it and they're able to make art out of anything now. And it's just what they enjoy doing. So now it's like, this isn't real art. Okay, also like resin girls on TikTok. I mean, it's a lot of plastic being put into the world, but there's some cute stuff. Let them make their stuff. Let them make their baby-filled ashtrays. Let them make their stuff. Just let everyone do what they want to fucking do. If they enjoy something, they enjoy something. That's their hobby. Harrison, that's their hobby. They enjoy making things. Girls enjoy... These girls are making resin, enjoy making little resin things. Reading's a hobby. Listening to podcasts is a hobby. Also, you know what else I hate? And someone recently that I'm very close with shamed me for this. People who shame me for listening to audiobooks rather than reading a book. I'm ingesting the same information. I think I've undiagnosed ADHD. Therefore, I get physically uncomfortable when I'm sitting still for that long. So I like to clean while listening to something and I can't ingest it. Let me do things that I like doing. That is a hobby, Harrison. Speaking of internalized misogyny, I also like to talk about Julia Morris. Would die for that woman. Would die for Julia Morris. So for those of you who don't know, Julia is the co-host of I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, that I just won. Didn't I mention that? I just won it. I won it. Thanks to you guys. Love you all. Her and Dr. Chris Brown are the hosts. They have the same kind of jokes. It's a family TV show. It's very like PG, fun, wacky, kooky puns. There are some like subtle jokes in there for adults. It's kind of like, it's just a kid's show, right? Essentially at the end of the day. And she gets so much shit on Twitter. Like when I would look through the tweets of like hashtag I'm a celebrity AU, every time Julia and Chris are on the screen, there's someone saying, God, I hate Julia Morris, but never anything about Chris. First of all, and this doesn't even matter, but Julia Morris is the funniest fucking person I've ever met. Like I would get nervous being around her because everything she says is so witty on and off camera, but particularly off camera. She is just so quick. She's hilarious. She's smart. She's lovely. She is supportive. She is beautiful. Like I love, I'm not sure if you can tell, but I love Julia Morris and I will fucking defend her until I die. Dr. Chris Brown, equally funny, smart, good looking. Not as funny as Julia Morris though. Like she's fucking hilarious. I think she pulls that team. Sorry, Dr. Chris, but it's the truth for me. 
But all these tweets are about how much I hate Julie Morris. Her and Chris are given, first of all, everyone, if you're unsure how TV works, they're given scripts, dude. People write jokes for them. Don't hate Julia Morris. Hate the script writers. Hate the TV writers. But, like, they're cute, funny jokes. Whatever. It's all banter. Also, they're given the same level, the same tone of jokes. They often bounce off each other, Chris and Julia. They always bounce off each other, actually. They have the same dumb pun at the end, the same punchline. They're both really good at it. They're great at their jobs. Also, at the end of the day, it's their job. They get up to work. They read a teleprompter. They say their scripts. They go home. That's it. That isn't what Julie Morris is like all the time. She is funny. She is amazing. She is full of energy. But these are not her words all the time. It could be ad-lib a bit, but, you know. There is never any hate for Chris. There is never any criticism of Chris. And I don't think either of them deserve it. But I don't get why we're focusing on Julia Morris all the time as, like, this annoying annoying woman who won't shut up making jokes when Dr. Chris has the exact same calibre of jokes. It's the same. It's entertainment. It's fun. It's light. It annoys the fuck out of me. I love Julia Morris and it makes me really angry. And it's so blatantly obvious. They are equal co-hosts. They are in the same scenes together. They are talking about the exact same things. They are equally as successful as one another. And Julia Morris cops all the fucking slack. But, I mean, maybe the most annoying thing about Julia Morris to you is how much money she earns. Fuck you. So usually we end the episode with a little uh, nightmare fuel where you guys send in voice notes of your worst dates, your worst sex stories, whatever. Just like life being shit in general, really. But I feel like this week my personal nightmare fuel was that hobbies rant. So none this week, but please email in at hello at itslawpodcast.com. Any bad stories you have, like literally anything. Probably not poo related for a little while. I think we need a break from that, but... Any horror stories, even like sexism at work or something. Send me anything that's just like, what the fuck? I can't believe that happened. Anyway, catch you next week, guys. Love you all.